我今集即星期个。Is Izzy today? <laughs> today I'm Izzy, and today she's Amia, and also today <laughs> we're gonna be talking about theater camp. <laughs> Brought to you by Ben Platt. Who? <laughs> ben Platt sponsor our podcast. Um, we know you have that nepo baby money. Oof. We're giving you a review of theater camp from the perspective of two theater kids. Who is who are still recovering? Recovering, <laughs> recovering theater kids. <laughs> okay, um, what's your rating? Um, I give it an eight. I think I'm right there with you. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. a just a nice, a, a nice solid right eight. down the middle eight. You know exactly. Yeah, I had no expectation going into this film. I was like, just here for a good time, some theater camp. I didn't really know much about it or the reviews, the reception before going in it. Mm-hmm. But I really liked it. Like, I I thought it was funny. It was very unserious, but like very unserious, doing it well. And my favorite part is it didn't feel forced like the humor. Like it was cringe mm-hmm. a little bit. Like we've talked about it, but it wasn't like. Some writer trying to be a teenager, and it like the the language doesn't match. It was like you could tell that it was like theater kids writing about theater experience for theater kids. Yeah, yeah. I feel like a lot of movies you can tell when something is written by adults trying to like imitate kids' humor, mm-hmm. and it's, it just does not land well because you're just so not in the headspace of like. But as someone who was in theater school. A year ago, it was pretty dang spot on. Like mm-hmm. you can tell, these people have been like in and around. Like especially, I think the New York theater scene, because it was yeah, it was there. There was only two moments that I was like, we talked about this. Like there was one joke where they kind of have that trope where I don't know if this is considered a spoiler. Not really. No. Not really. They have like the kind of the trope where like the straight kid has two gay dads, and then he like. Mm-hmm comes out to his gay dads and they have this big reaction like oh honey we always knew yeah, like but he's like i'm a heterosexual i was like that that joke to me i think was a little played out i yeah. was like i could have done without that but yeah i think that was the only one that kind of was like meh for me everything else yeah. i was genuinely actually like laughing out loud at certain points of this because i was just like i've heard probably seven people say all like all of these jokes like it's real yeah it's, it's, these are things that people actually say in theater school as much as you like, or like theater camp or whatever, as much as you're like, wow, that's so cringy or it's, it's real. It's unfortunate, but it's real. <laughs> the whole movie, it was done in a mockumentary style as well. So there was like so much chaos to it, which I feel like is also a very accurate representation of what theater school and being in like theater environment is. It's just chaos. Yeah. It's not going to be a clean, like recording of. No. And yeah. I, I loved it. I feel like it was just, like, such, like, a feel-good movie. Like, I wouldn't say it's, like, the funniest movie I've seen. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if you have been anywhere near the theater scene and you did theater growing up, like, 
you just you'll get it and yeah. it feels it, it's like a little love letter to it it is yeah oh we didn't do a synopsis we, we do a little synopsis it. yeah okay um we are in upstate new york mm-hmm. um at a theater camp kind of in the woods it's your classic imagine imagine a summer camp for kids it's that um and we are following molly gordon and ben platt at the beginning who yes. are um teachers yeah. at this theater camp mm-hmm. and um it's owned by i'm gonna say her name wrong amy sedaris sedaris she's playing a lady named joan mm-hmm. um she unfortunately falls into a coma because of a strobe light <laughs> because of a strobe light in incident bye bye bernie. <laughs> yes yeah in bye bye bernie she falls into a coma um and the theater camp is left under the control of her like very broy, like frat boy son who thinks he's an entrepreneur but is actually just like an absolute loser like and it's just and then the whole thing is done in a mockumentary style where we follow these people that are trying to keep the camp from falling apart yeah and there is a larger company that owns a camp down the street who is trying to buy them out Mm -hmm, um, as as they are trying to keep this like little camp alive yeah Um, it's it's very cute very cute i loved um Troy's character. I think his real name is like Jimmy. Jimmy yeah. something. I can't remember his last I, name. I just feel like he should keep doing the bro-man dude characters. <laughs> it was so it was so funny. Every single line that he said made me laugh. And when he was like, it's entrepreneurship. Entrepreneurship. Oh my god. <laughs> um, my favorite was the conversation he had with Glenn when he was like, what's a straight play? <laughs> it's like, well, there's plays that are just straight plays, and then there's musicals. Then what's a gay play? A musical, a musical I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it because I feel like I've I've had that conversation in, like, high school. Yeah. yeah. No, you know why? Because all the time I feel like when you were a theater kid in high school and the musical would come around and people all the time would be like, oh, the school play. And I was like, it's not a play. <laughs> Stop calling it the school play because we're not doing a play. We're doing newsies. Okay. Like it's That's not, not a, play. a play. It's a musical. And they're like, oh, wh- what's, what's the, the difference? <laughs> all the time. All the time. It sounds so stupid, but I was like so sick of, I was, I was, I would get so heated when someone would be like the school play. I was, no! No! It's not a play! <laughs> Do you want to read your reviews? Oh my god, yeah. I don't even know if I saved that many, to be honest. Whole players. I think I took one screenshot. And this is um, someone named Broadway For Me left a review on Letterboxd, and they said, This movie was so good that I now forgive Ben Platt for the Dear Evan Hansen movie. <laughs> I didn't even watch it. I did not even watch German. I couldn't. I really couldn't. Like I, I saw the trailer and I was like, nope. Yeah, I saw it on Broadway, not with Ben Platt, and that was. I've actually never seen Dear Evan Hansen. Period. It's a lot of people rag on it because it's like glorifying like bad behavior, quote unquote. You can't see, but I'm doing like finger quotes. (laughs) Um, but it's like. I don't know why people focused in on that so heavily because it's it's like okay whatever it's it's telling that's the story they're telling. I don't think it's like it's not like we're sitting here watching a show about like Jeffrey Dahmer and people are like oh my god what a what a 
stand-up guy. It's like somebody who made some stupid mistakes and like, yeah, lied to some people. But like, I was like, I don't know why people are focusing in on that so heavily. Because when I actually saw the show, it's not my favorite show by any means, but the songs like require a lot of vocal Mm -hmm. power. The singing, I mean, the cast that I saw was so talented. Like the singing really is the thing that like wins you over in that show. I think for me was I just knew it involved like lying and then like a big public reveal like mm. and I just couldn't handle the secondhand embarrassment. It, yeah, that it's heavy. It's heavy. <laughs> uh, it's a lot and it's like a public like humiliation. Yeah. And I was just like I I I can't I I don't. <laughs> it is one of those shows where you like feel the stress for them, and mm-hmm. sometimes I really can't handle that. Yeah. So I understand, and that. that's that's the only reason why. Like I I I think I've listened to the whole album all the way through once, mm-hmm. and I know some of the songs. Like um, I don't even know the characters, but um, the one where she's like, "What should I play?" Oh, a requiem, requiem. Yeah, I love that song. I will bump to it every time. <laughs> I don't skip it. It's a non-skip song for me. But I just, like, I don't know. Because of I know what's in it, I just, I've never seen it. Because I'm like, I don't, I don't want to witness it. I don't want to witness your humiliation because I get the second hand. Yeah, it's a little rough. I feel it a lot. The good thing about theater camp, though, is that, (laughs) segue, is that it's not... It is not a stress movie at all. It no. is a very feel-good movie. Yeah, it's so chaotic, but in a very, like, grounded way, mm-hmm. in a very realistic way of what it is just to be in a show that does not have their shit together. Yeah. <laughs> this is it's the kind of movie where if you just want to, like, sit back and laugh and watch something and not have to really turn on your brain or, mm-hmm. like, not feel any stress at all, not, like you know, ride the waves of a typical movie, it's it's one of those movies for sure. Yeah. And it also feels like a passion project. Like, I think I've already said this, but it really is, like, written by theater kids for theater kids. Mm-hmm. And you, you could really tell. And it's just, like, overall, it's unserious and just very, like, heartfelt. Yeah. And, yeah. And it's definitely, like, theater kids making fun of themselves. Mm-hmm. And I think they did it well. Because if they went in and they weren't making fun of themselves nobody else would enjoy it. Yeah, it's self-aware. It is very self-aware and it's very self-deprecating. Yeah. And, oh my God, Ayo Edabiri is in it. She, I just, I love her in everything. Ayo Edabiri for world domination. Anyways, she has like four minutes of screen time, but she killed it for every second that she was on screen. Her character is someone who was looking for a job and lied on her resume and um, says that she like knows all this about theater and stage combat and all this stuff. And she shows up, she knows absolutely nothing. Nothing. And she, one of my favorite moments with her was she's sitting in front of this class of like very young theater kids and she goes what is stage combat and the kids are giving these poetic answers like it is the feeling the wind underneath your feet as it takes you on the blah 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 it whatever pushing you past your boundaries and she's like okay but what, legally what is stage combat <laughs> and the kid just goes it's teaching us how to fight and she goes oh Oh, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> My other favorite one was when she's doing mask work. 
so because, funny. Like, I feel like in a lot of improv classes, there will be the whole like mask work, and it's just like, you know, like it's your body, and it's like yeah. doing all this expression with your body, and she's calling all these things out, and it's like making it up, but she's quite literally making this lesson up because she has no experience. It's so perfect because if you've ever taken an improv class or like a voice production class or like anything that requires a little bit of like strange happenings. Yeah. You'll you'll have moments like I remember in school we we used to do this thing every week where you would like for all the non-theater people out here, what I'm about to describe is not going to make any sense. It doesn't even make sense to me. I still don't know what we were doing. We would, like, get on the floor and get into very specific, like, positions with our body and do certain breathing... Breath work. Breath work that... And people would literally be making like the strangest noises would be coming out of people. And our teachers would be like, this is good. This is good. And I'd be sitting there. I'd be like, I'm not feeling the urge to make like dinosaur noises right now. Like, I just don't understand what is supposed to be coming out of me. Where is it coming from? I'm not connected to it. Literally. What is happening? And it's sometimes you're sitting there and you're like, they could be making this up right now. Feels fake. (laughs) you have a degree in this i don't believe it like and her coming in and just being like mask work raw and it's like (laughs) this it feels that was honestly one of my favorite jokes because i was like they really got it spot on that we all kind of feel maybe like our instructors are just making it up (laughs) i love it (laughs) and i just yeah she was just so she was so fun in this movie even though she has such a small part yeah yeah i really loved Molly Gordon's character. First of all, wardrobe, perfect. I was just gonna say, I need her entire wardrobe. Like, yeah. I loved it. Yeah. Every every time she... I feel like if I went to that camp, I would worship her. <laughs> like, I would, like, embody her and be like, I, I am Rebecca Diane. <laughs> yeah. We didn't get a lot of, like, depth with mm-hmm. any of the characters, but I like to imagine that her character was very, like, spiritual, like, woo-woo. woo-woo. I like to imagine that she was very aware that everything she was doing was not, like, real. Yeah, because the way she would channel Joan, and Joan is not dead, she's just in a coma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that. Also, the past life regression that she did with children. Hilarious. Like, 10-year-olds. It was so... Funny, because she looked at this one little girl who was like tiny, like seven, (laughs) and she's like, "You're the oldest soul in this room, and you've reincarnated a lot, but this is your last life." And the kids just like, (laughs) (laughs) they had so. The thing I loved about this movie is they had so many little moments like that where they were kind of complex jokes, yeah, but that happened in a split second that you think about after, and you're like, "Huh, that was good." Yeah, like you know, yeah. Yeah. My I feel like one of my favorite like quick jokes that happened in the in the movie was when they're doing auditions and the costume designer just goes, "You're allergic to polyester?" Why? Why? <laughs> I saw some people said that her character was like unlikable in the show, like Rebecca Diane. Rebecca Diane. And I do, I don't understand why. Because I get it. At first she was like flaking. Okay, so the whole thing was she was like working on this finale and all of it, but she throughout the show was um, actually auditioning and getting a job to actually become a performer. And I liked I liked the whole thing of, like, these two best friends who are very codependent and mm-hmm. who, like, does everything together, are have been making art together forever. 
but then one of them and they all they have this dream of being a performer but one of them is actually doing it yeah one of them actually wants to do it is actually doing it and the other one wants to do it but like doesn't for whatever reason Mm -hmm. and I really liked I really liked that relationship their friendship was well done Mm -hmm. and I did see a review I think it was on Letterboxd that said um you could tell that these actors were friends in real life Mm -hmm. and I think that that was very evident between um Rebecca Diane and Amos yeah and I I had no issues with her character me either I thought I loved her character. I thought she did it really well. I think so, too. She really had to, like, commit to the bit, and she did. hmm Yeah. Yeah. And, like, I was, like, the only way I could think of is, like, the way she was, like, flaking on classes to, like, go get her job. But I was, like, I get it. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> but because at the end, she's she pulled through. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> she wrote a really good finale. Okay. <laughs> um... Yeah, I don't really have bad things to say about this movie. I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. I think, like, top things that really made it for me were... I think the the jokes could have gone either way. I think they went well. Mm-hmm. There were only a couple for me that I was like, I didn't really like, but the, the good outweighed the bad. Mm-hmm. I think I really loved the mockumentary style because it helped with the... Being the, the self-awareness and the the making fun of themselves i think it it kind of pushed it in the right direction if we were recording on like a classic um kind of outside looking in um perspective i think it wouldn't have felt like we were making fun of ourselves as much yeah. as we were i think the mockumentary did that really well yes but it didn't overstep Mm-mm. into like having its own kind of plot line we just understood at the beginning okay this is a, a like documentary whatever mm-hmm. and we're gonna run with it and we're just gonna believe it until the end yeah i think they did that well mm-hmm. and yeah i think the pacing was good i mm-hmm. was like Every once in a while, I'd have a good laugh, and then I would enjoy the time in between, and then have a good laugh, enjoy the time in between. Yeah. I never really felt like anything was slow for me at no. all. And I also love the talent in the movie. Like, all the little, the kids, little kids were actually so talented. Like, you could tell they are, like, actually trained, like, theater kids. Mm-hmm. And, like, they they also committed to the bit. Like, yeah. it wasn't just, like, Amos and Rebecca Diane, not just, like, the adults. It was the kids that were also just, that made the movie what it is. Like, yeah. they're just so talented. And also, in the movie, they're putting on this made-up musical musical called Joan Still and it's about the, the, the camp owner Joan who's in a coma and they're telling this like her life story pretty much and that musical is actually good <laughs> like the songs were actually so fun and I was like I would I would watch this like, yeah I'd enjoy it I'd listen to this musical I'd sing Joan Still there was a couple moments where I literally turned to Kenny and I was like why are these like seven-year-old children more talented than like some people that I went to theater college with. <laughs> what is going on? Where do they find these children? So good. How do you make these children? Like where where are they coming from? Mm-hmm. What schools are they going to? Mm-hmm. Who are your parents? <laughs> I just want to know. What are you eating? <laughs> Literally. What's in your water? <laughs> right. I, I would just love to know. Yeah. I really don't... This is going to be the shortest episode on the face of the planet. I really don't have much else to say. Me either. Okay. Uh, Steering away from the movie itself, 
Um, because we're short. What are your top musicals? Oh, <laughs> this is a rough one for me because I'm like, there's so many. There's so many, and I could I could really split them into categories. And you've seen most of them on Broadway. A lot of them. I yeah, I would say if I'm going, Can I guess. Yeah, let's say favorite shows that I have, have seen on Broadway. Because that. Kid. It's up there. Are we doing like top? What are we doing? Top what? Because that changes things. Ah, shoot. Okay. Let's do. Because Wicked is like. Wicked is that show that, like, if you li- have lived in New York City, Wicked is that show that, like, you've seen 17 times and it just really doesn't ever get old. <laughs> always good. <laughs> and it's always good, but maybe it's not in your top three. Okay. So let's do top three. Okay. I haven't seen that many Broadway shows, to be honest. I just listen to the soundtrack. Well, I, I know. I watch slime tutorials. I know your top one. <laughs> it's Hades Town. I know that. If you know me, you know that. It's Hades Town. Anyone that knows me knows that. Your second and third? That's a difficult. I don't know. You know what I actually really like the music for? I don't know if this is in my top three, mm-hmm. but I really like Alice by Heart. Which Molly Gordon is also the lead. Oh my god, that's what I know her from. Yes. Oh, she plays Alice and Alice by Heart. I was wondering why her name was so familiar. Yeah, thank so you. She's so good. I would have, I would have loved to see that, but there's really nowhere that you can like. No one puts it on. There's really no videos of it. Like, it's very difficult to find. I mean, it, it was, it was off Broadway. Like, it was, it was never on. I've seen a few like slime videos. Slime tutorials mm-hmm. of that show. We're just, if you don't know what that means, we're actually just not going to explain it. You just have to live with the fact that we're talking about slime tutorials. Yeah. And it would be like very fragmented. It would be like a song here, a song there, but then it would be like shot through like somebody's behind somebody's head, you know? Yeah. As most slime tutorials are. As most are. <laughs> I really love Waitress. I love. See, this is what I'm saying. Like, I don't know if this if these would be like my top three, but like they're probably the top five. Waitress isn't my top three. Such a good show. I saw it with um Sierra Renee and Oh my god. Oh my god, Joshua Henry. Oh, yeah. That's so good. Winning cast. It was so good. Rent. I remember grade 10, 11 was probably when you were obsessed with Rent. I'm still a little obsessed with Rent. I don't know if it... The the stage version, I know people are going to come after me for this if you're a theater person. The stage version, not my favorite. I love the movie. But the stage version doesn't really do it for me. Yeah. Yeah. I think maybe Only one of the most iconic shows, but it doesn't do it for her. No, no, no! It is literally one of my favorite shows and has been forever. Yeah. The issue I have with the stage version is I feel like it's such a show that feels like it needs to be actually in New York City. Mm-hmm. That when, because I've seen it as a movie in these like actual buildings on the actual streets on the actual fire escapes, that once you put it on a stage, I think it takes a little bit away for me. I don't know why, but. I'm like, it's just, it's a show that needs to feel more realistic to me. So far, I would have Hadestown and Waitress in my top three. My, those are also in my top three. You know what? <laughs> These are my Broadway labels. 
Oh my god, Cabaret! Cabaret is in my top three. I love Cabaret. Cabaret is in Did my you know three. that the West End version is coming to Broadway? I know, I saw! Why? Heathers. Love Heathers. Yeah. That actually might be up there for me. I love yeah. Heathers. Heathers, I know. Mm. Oh my god. Who am yeah. I? You forgot. I can't believe I have forgotten. Screw Heathers. This is, this is probably, Come From Away is is definitely top three. Okay, so, okay, so what's your top three? My Hades Town, Come From Away, and Waitress in no particular order. Mine is probably Hades Town, Cabaret, and Waitress in that order. Fair enough. I feel like <laughs> th those three shows are shows where I, I, I want to be in. Like, those are dream roles. I would love to be in Waitress. Such a, such a sweet little story. I just, yeah. Mm. I love that it's, like, super sweet, but also has some songs that are, like, raunchy. Yeah. It's, like, Broadway version, and I think it's so fun. Mm -hmm. And I think the music is so, so good. Like, the harmonies in that musical, there's, there's tree, what? <laughs> Three-part harmonies? Three-part harmonies. And Something then... just happened in Amy's brain. <laughs> My brain just stopped. <laughs> I could talk about these musicals all day. Don't even get me started. <laughs> what would be top five? Oof. Out of these? We're, I'm just going out of these because if we include things that I haven't seen on Broadway, it's just like way too much. Um, Beetlejuice is up there for me. Okay. I, I know some people have their thing with Beetlejuice, but I don't want to hear any of it. Okay, you're all wrong. It's a great musical. Probably Wicked. <sighs> it's just, you can't go wrong. And I don't want to hear any over... I don't want to hear anybody saying this is overdone. It's a fantastic show. It's overdone for a reason. It's exactly. Classic. It's just too good. Like you really just can't beat it. Mm -hmm. um, I cry every time. Yeah. Every time, um, every time she sings, every time Alphaba sings "No Good Deed," I just it takes like a part of my soul. It takes a part of my soul and like lights it on fire. I just want to. Ooh, it just really gets me going. No good deed. You know that thing that's like, are you? <laughs> Are you a, whenever you go see Wicked on Broadway, it's like they're either a Defying Gravity, a No Good Deed, or Wizard a and I, Wizard and I Alphaba. Mm -hmm. And I think I'm a No Good Deed Alphaba. Oh, I'm a No Good Deed person too. Yeah. But every time there is a show that has a specifically like No Good Deed Alphaba, it's my favorite Alphaba. Mm -hmm. I'm truly just a simple girl. Yeah. <laughs> My top five, well, we've already named us. I think In the Heights is up there. Mm -hmm. For me, I love the music so much. And then maybe like Beetlejuice. It's a good one. Yeah. I just think like one of my favorite songs from that show is like What I Know Now. Yeah. I think it's just such an iconic song. Listen, I saw it when I saw it the first time they had it as Leslie Kritzer was um singing Miss Argentina mm -hmm. and then they changed it so that Miss Argentina was a different actor mm -hmm. and I understand why they did it because getting her in the green makeup yeah. um at intermission is rough and then getting her out of it mm -hmm. for the finale I'm totally there but the way that it changed that dynamic for me was actually insane mm. it was no like absolutely no shade to the to the actor that was playing miss argentina when i saw it mm -hmm. she was fantastic but something about knowing that leslie kritzer 
goes from her original character, from Delia to Miss Argentina. Back to Delia. Made it so much better. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. When I saw it, it was a different actor mm. doing it. But I never saw it with Leslie to begin with, so I I didn't really have any qualms. Fair enough. Because I still love the song. I was also very drunk for that show. <laughs> because I went to... <laughs> I made Amy go to Beetlejuice alone. Yeah. And I told her I would pay for her ticket. And she said, I haven't seen Kenny all week. (laughs) And by the way, they lived together. They had been for like two years at that point. Hey, I don't know why this just became an Izzy hate session. (laughs) But... Because what theater kid turns down a free ticket to a show... I was just like to back myself up that I was very tired. I had already seen Beetlejuice on Broadway twice. And. Anyways. (laughs) (laughs) I went to, I forget what restaurant it was, but they had those really, really big drinks and I had the peach fuzz one, but I got the big size and it was. Was it Applebee's? No. (laughs) No. I love Applebee's. You know what show I saw absolutely blasted out of my mind? Moulin Rouge. But you have to see Moulin Rouge drunk, or else it won't be enjoyable. I feel like jukebox, uh, jukebox musicals are hard to do well. Mm-hmm. And I think with Moulin Rouge, I just don't love the music. But I think the show... Like, I, I haven't seen it, so I'm really talking out of my ass here. But, <laughs> like, I've seen clips, and I've seen the songs... And I think the show itself is, like, very visually stunning, and you yes. know the story of Moulin Rouge, and I love it. But I just think the music really takes me out, because they're singing Firework by Katy Perry right. on Broadway. Yes. But in these, like, fabulous, like, costumes, and it's supposed to be, like, incredibly high stakes, but they're, like, fireworks. And I'm, like... My gripe with Moulin Rouge is that it markets itself to be, like, very for... Tourists who are coming to New York are probably going to watch one Broadway show Mm -hmm. because it it is expensive. You know, you're going to spend all your money on good tickets to one show Mm -hmm. and that's going to be your only experience in New York. Mm -hmm. And you... How, you're marketing it as this thing that people recognize mm-hmm. with songs that people recognize with these big stars like Derek Klena, who is incredibly talented. And then people are are going to go in and be like, this is the Broadway experience. And then you have, in my opinion, a story that is kind of lacking. The story is like, eh, you know. We know it. We know it. It's not very like, whatever. And then you have songs that are kind of lacking because they are pop songs. It's not to say that they're not good, but they're meant for something completely different, you yeah, know? And it's you're not, yeah, it's not like, but you're, it's a very visually striking show. It's a pretty package. Yeah. But it's just, there's truly not a lot of like substance within it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I, f- it makes me a little sad that to know that some people are going to go to New York and that's, their... and that's the one show they're going to see. Yeah. I'm like, I, I would wish if you were going to see a show that was kind of marketed towards, like, only tourists, that it would be wicked. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because it's such a classic. And there's... And it's also... There's substance. And it's the singing... I mean, you get these incredible performances. Mm-hmm. As much as Defying Gravity might be overdone to people like us, 
if it's your first time sitting down and seeing Defying Gravity on a stage, it is incredible. incredible. That's that's the kind of like performance I would wish on everybody who gets to see one Broadway show in their life to mm-hmm. to see something like, like that. Wicked is just like it overwhelms you with talent and emotion. Like even if you are a theater kid who has seen it multiple times, you go in and every time you get that same. Yeah. And something like Moulin Rouge overwhelms you with lights and costumes. Yeah. And it's, you know, some people love it. I just, it's not my cup of tea. I'm like, I... I didn't go see it. Even though the cast, I was like, I want to see the cast. Mm -hmm. I was like, it's just not worth it for me. Like, it just really takes me out of it, the music. Yeah. Especially. As much as my heart is like, I wish people would go see stuff like Come From Way in Hadestown and whatever. I'm like, I get that some people who might not be into theater will like not really enjoy, especially like Come From Way, like very minimal set, um, actors playing multiple characters, stuff like that is like, maybe you have to be more into theater to enjoy that. I'm like, I think there's just so many bigger, like blowout show, better blowout shows that, Mm -hmm people could be seeing. Mm-hmm. I think Hades Town is good for everybody. <laughs> I think everyone should see it at least once in their life. I went to the Hades Town tour. Yeah. I saw that. You didn't invite me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was being an independent girl. I was Fair like, enough. I'm going to take myself on a little date and go by myself. And it's I- just payback for me not going to Beetlejuice with her. She wasn't going to invite me to Hades Town. Also, Moulin Rouge, please don't sue me. Um, <laughs> I know I have just ragged on you a lot. Um, so it's just my opinion. Um, and I went to see your show. I just went a little bit drunk because... You have to. You have to. <laughs> so it's more fun. <laughs> oh, you guys got a whole setup in here. Yeah. Wow. Hey, everybody. This is Kenny. The elusive Kenny. Hello. And Looney. And Looney. A special Hello. guest appearance. Um, tell the people your top three favorite musicals. Oh, God, I don't know. Um, Wicked. Amazing <laughs> show. Very basic, but it's basic for a reason. That's um, literally what we were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> well, um... I really like Dear Evan Hansen. We have a Dear Evan Hansen stand. We also talked about that. Yeah, it's right here. I see it. Dear Evan Hansen. What do you like about Dear Evan Hansen? Tell the, the music. People. I don't know why, but the music just scratches a part of my brain. Yeah. Um, the story's good too, but I mean, I don't know. But also basic, but for a reason. Um, oh, third. I don't know. Let me look at these. <laughs> Give me a second. Uh, you guys are just the same person. Oh, I do like Beetlejuice. Hamilton's good. Um, ooh, I'm panicking. <laughs> Beetlejuice was in my top five. Ooh, Come From Away was good. I might go with Beetlejuice because that one was just really fun. The other shows, they're fun, but Beetlejuice was just so funny girl for sure. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we felt the same way. <laughs> yeah, I don't like funny girl at all. Um... Yeah, I think I'm going to go with Beetlejuice, uh, at, at least out of what is here. I can't think off the top of my head. That's why we did this, because we were struggling to think yeah, of no. things. Beetlejuice, it's really good. <laughs> it's a really fun show. No, yeah, so uh, in a particular order, I'd probably say Darren Hanson's my one, Wicked 2, Beetlejuice 3. Fair and enough. I'm just, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm a Darren Hanson. Solid shows. 
hate classic ones. We were talking about how some people don't like Dervin Hansen earlier because it's like glorifying a liar. And I was like, that's just silly. I think it's silly. A lot of movies do that too, and nobody complains about that. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But, well, in theater camp, what's her face? She was a liar. She was lying the whole time. Rebecca Diane. Rebecca Diane. (laughs) He watched it with me, so he could give. You want to give us our little review on theater camp from you? What do you. Yeah, what do you rate it out of 10? Oh, jeez. I don't know. Because um, it, it's complicated because it kind of gave me PTSD a little. <laughs> I went to theater school. Re- recovering. I, I reco- yeah. Um, I'm going to give it an 8. That's, that's what we both gave it. Yeah, yeah I'm going to give it an 8. Um, partly because it was very real in the sense of in the theater world, people, that is what it is like. Like all the kids, all the teachers... That is theater. Like, that is what you will see if you are personally into theater and you're going into theater. Um, But the reason I don't give it anything higher is just because it was... I feel like the film itself couldn't decide whether it wanted to be a documentary or an actual, like, film. Interesting. It it started off very documentary-like, you know, introducing people, having little subtext uh, Mm -hmm. in the corner... Um, and then by the end, it sort of, like, was just a regular movie. Interesting. We were reading some reviews that said that they didn't like the mockumentary thing that they did, Mm -hmm. but we both agreed that we actually did like the mockumentary, so it's interesting that you felt... I feel like it added more, like, it it made it self-aware, like, and I I thought it made it funnier. That's fair. I respect that. And I also, I think... I think you thought it was a lot funnier than I did because <laughs> we were watching it and she was cackling. Some of the jokes were like really good. Like, I don't know. I I'm with you there. Maybe I was just tired, but I don't know. I just, I, I thought it was funny. I mean, it was a comedy. It had some good moments, but yeah, you definitely thought it was, you, de- you definitely thought it was funnier than I did. Maybe it's just, it's a very specific movie for very specific people. I think. Maybe I was just too traumatized to laugh. <laughs> it's possible. You just, you either get it or you don't. <laughs> How many times do I say that in this podcast? You get it or you don't get it. <laughs> we said it a lot for Saltburn. <laughs> Anyways, um, do we have anything else to say? Because I'm kind of pretty much at my end. It's going to yeah, be a really do. short episode. I, yeah. Okay, do you want to do our outro with us? <laughs> oh, shoot. <laughs> this, this is a test to see if he actually if watches watching, our podcast. All the way through? I watched them all the way through. Uh... <sighs> I thought I was just in a See you next Tuesday! <laughs> <laughs> How close am I? Am I far off? Well, first, I guess we should do has your rating changed? But you just did your rating, so mm. yours can change. Did George change at all? Sticking with solid eight. I think I'm sticking with my eight too. It's a very, it's a simple movie. Doesn't mm-hmm. there's not a lot of depth, it but it's good. Yeah, it's yeah. a feel good. Yeah, I think I'm gonna stick with my eight. Too. Low stakes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, you can find our podcast on YouTube at Flicks and Giggles Podcast. You can also find us on Apple Music, Spotify, or any other streaming platform. You can also find us on Instagram and TikTok under the same name at Flicks and Giggles Podcast. If you have any favorite musicals, comment down below. If you've seen Theater Camp, tell us what you thought of it. Or if you've been a theater kid, tell us your experience. Yeah, make it, like a, make it like a little theater kid AA in the comments. <laughs> We're here for you. We're here for you. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next, see you next Tuesday. Tuesday.